0: I dump your ass.
1: The Upside on Podcast. This is Ash. This is Tori. And guys, today we are going to be talking about Stranger Things Chapter 2, The Mall Rats. Again, I know you guys are excited for it, Tori. Are they excited (laughs) for it? (laughs) They are excited. But before we get started on this episode, we want to go ahead and mention a little bit of news. First, we wanna say thank you so much to everybody that came out to Strange Saturday. It was a crazy big success. The planners and organizers and us included, we were expecting maybe 200 people, maybe 500 people, because the exhibit's been open for a while, but it's just kind of had a trickling of people coming in. 3,000 of you showed up. 3,000 people came in throughout the door. It was really exciting. I got to do trivia the first thing in the morning. We had about 50 really rad prizes that we gave away. And then we did a costume contest, which was phenomenal. You guys looked amazing. and we really wanted to say thank you for coming and supporting the podcast. Thank you for supporting the cast and the crew that work on the show because they were there. Thank you to all the cosplayers and the fans that came up and asked me to take selfies with them. Tori came a little bit later in the day, so I apologize. She had a, she had worked the night before, but hopefully some of you got a chance to meet and talk to her and see Kilby. It was so much fun. And I really want to say thank you to the following people. A huge shout out to Carla Ledgerwood. She works at the Jimmy Carter Museum and she planned the majority of the event. She is an awesome lady an awesome person. And you know, that museum exhibit is going on until December. So we highly recommend that you go see it. If you're going to Dragon Con, go ahead and get tickets to it. Also, we want to give a big shout out to the following people. Tori Worley. Brett Wilbanks. Karen Cissé. Candace, Kat, and Victor. And
0: then the little girls that we play at the end of the podcast.
1: So during the event, a few of you came up to me and we recorded some pieces. I kept one from this group of little girls that came up. And I'm going to play that for you at the end. It's adorable. They're nine years old. They are going to tell you everything that they think about Stranger Things Season <laughs> 3. So look forward to that at the end of the show. Also, we want to give a big big thanks to Atlanta movie tours. They have a new tour happening right now in Atlanta called Atlanta upside down tour. And it is fun. If you're a parent and you're listening and you want to take your kids, this is definitely for you. There is a nice comfy bus. It is fully air conditioned. The windows were nice and tinted. They play movie clips for every location. So like as you're pulling up to the Hawkins community pool, they're playing a clip of what it looks like. So you can kind of say, oh yeah, that's what it looks like. We got to go to so many fun places. We got to go to season two under the bridge where Cali does the special effects, um, or where they do the special effects because the bridge falls. They they tell you all about that. We got to go to the Hawkins Police Station. We got to go to Benny's Burgers. We got to go to the Palace Arcade and Family Video. We got to go to Merrill's Farm. We got to go to Hopper's Cabin. What else? There were so many things. The Hawkins Community Pool was really fun. So this is a great tour. It cost $75 a ticket but it's definitely worth it because, you know, you're going all over Atlanta. It takes about four hours and you're not driving. They do trivia on the bus and we ended our tour. I don't know if this is how every tour ends but with cause zoos and we all sang the never ending story so it was really a blast I think if you want to take some kids this is definitely for you so look them up on Instagram at ATL movie tours it's super fun and also they have a really fun gift shop that sells tons of Stranger Things merchandise they had the Dustin Chia pets they had the Pop Funkos they had socks I mean they really had a huge selection so that's a super fun thing and I would definitely recommend going on that tour if you're into Stranger Things which obviously you are
0: I really wanted to go on the tour because as you all know I love Dacre I've Changed my mind. Now I love Dacre instead of Joe Keery. Um, And I wanted to see the Hawkins Community Pool, but I couldn't. So Ashley went without me. Yeah, it's funny that you're saying. <laughs> that you're, it's funny
2: that you're
1: saying you're changing your mind. I'm
0: not changing my mind. I love them both equally. Because
1: Tori knows that Kilby and I are rewatching Stranger Things season one. And last night I was like, guys, am I Team Jancy? Do I like? But do team I Jancy sucks. Do I like? Do I like Jonathan and Nancy together now? Something about Jonathan, like, I'm seeing him in a whole different light. He pulled Nancy from that tree. He's
0: protecting her while she's sleeping. I was like, what is happening to me? I'm doing the hardest eye roll of my entire life. This is gross. If season four comes out. This is slander. This is not what the Upset (laughs) on podcast stands for. We do not, we are not team Jancy. I know. That's why it was so upsetting. I was like, I think they're cute. (laughs) You know
1: what would be funny is if season four takes a long time to come out, and Tori and I go through all of season three if we go back and we review season one and it's like that Demogorgon you know he's actually a nice dude they pulled him from his planet he's just eating people because there's nothing down here for him to eat so maybe you guys can look forward to that in the future we also have some really fun interviews coming up guys we are going to be talking to Tori that Tori mentioned earlier she plays Millie's photo double and she's her stand in for all of season three it's really amazing when you see her in person you're like wow that girl really looks like Millie and then you're like oh that makes total sense that you have the job you have. We're also going to talk to pool mom Cara Mantella. She plays pool mom Liz. She is amazing and I love her and I'm very excited to talk to her. And last, we have a really fun episode, which I mentioned on last week's episode, but uh, we're going to be talking with Brooke, Jack, and Emily. They are three extras that you guys are probably familiar with in the fandom, but they were on the show at least collectively more than 30 days and they've got some really cool stories and they did a little interview for us. We actually already have it. We're just trying to figure out when to send it into the world. So get excited for that, guys. And next we have some corrections from Episode 1 As you guys know Tori and I Think we know a lot About Stranger Things No corrections I said what I said And sometimes <laughs> said we do I And said. sometimes we don't Well these were things That you and I were like What does this mean? I don't understand this And so you guys Send us some letters To correct it for us So here we go Matt Helm sent us an email Titled snooshing it up And I was like Yeah Matt yeah. gets it Matt gets it snooshing So he says Hi Ash and Tori I enjoyed your take On episode 1 Of season 3 And I'm looking forward To hearing you talk About the rest of the season I had a couple of things I wanted to mention to you to see what you thought about them. All right, Matt, let's hear it. When Dustin records the secret Russian message that the Scoops troop eventually decodes, there's music playing in the background of the message. The show cuts to the Russian soldier in the base making the transmission from the radio room deep underground. If he was in the base when he made the transmission, how did the toy horse music end up on the transmission? Ash, you have firsthand knowledge of the horse, so maybe you can figure this out. It seems like a transmission from underground wouldn't have any mall noise bleeding into it, but maybe the horse music is just really loud. What do you think? Is this a plot hole? I think it might be. I can tell you from my experience that when Kilby was sitting on the horse, there was no music. It was basically like they turned the horse on and it just sounded like a mechanical horse. It was like right it was just like the horse moving One more time, I'm sorry I
0: don't think they It was like right right right
1: we didn't we didn't have any music so I definitely think that was um I don't know if it's called ADR when you're adding music to it but it definitely wasn't there when we were shooting the scene so I don't know but I think that in general that also doesn't make a lot of sense because a mall would have several floors and it would be very thick and if you had a secret Russian layer underneath the mall you would definitely have some padding between the mall and that layer so unless the Russians were like up on the Level where the Indiana Flyer horse is playing the music, then you're probably right. That probably doesn't make a lot of sense are that they, you would be able to hear it.
0: Okay, so are they, I can't remember the shot, like exactly, are they broadcasting it? or are they recording it like is it playing on a loop or is there somebody like saying it all hours of the day because if so like one of the fake like security people that's like actually a russian that's working inside of the mall could be saying it like over a radio and they could be like walking by the horse or just like speaking into like a mic
1: yeah that's what i think makes the most sense this question actually doesn't really go to this particular episode just yet but there is the scene in episode two where robin and dustin are pretty proud of themselves for figuring some things out and they're like it's gotta it's gonna be figured out by a genius and then steve's Sees the horse and realizes that the music Is what they're hearing on the tape so that does Happen in this season but yeah I don't know I guess we don't know the answer to that it does seem like The music would have to be pretty loud to bleed under it I think that they would have to be walking by on the same Level you know when we were shooting it was just It was quiet and it was all electronics we didn't you couldn't hear anything else thanks matt that was awesome we also got a message from joe who says hey guys just finished great episode two two things dustin as gold leader is likely a reference to the og star wars which is crazy because tori is a massive star wars fan so i don't know how because i was like remember i was like why why is he gold leader why isn't he pearly whites and i think tori just probably was asleep because she would have known that but he says it's probably in reference to the og star wars in regard to our dear steve He has lost his mojo and his confidence. It doesn't matter that he's attractive. He doesn't feel like hot stuff anymore. And that's why he acts cringy with the ladies. I thought maybe you underemphasized how much Steve is just in his own head and acting like a sad sack. Nobody wants to hang out with him except good old Dustin. And I was like, hey, Joe, thanks for the corrections. And he said, hey, it's not so much a correction, just that you didn't probably know the gold leader reference. And I think there's fair room to debate most of the characters because we are introduced to a lot of them being in very different place and situation than the last time we saw them. You guys have by a mile. The most thorough analysis, behind the scenes knowledge, and trivia out there. Keep up the good work.
0: So when I first saw it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Saying I don't have the knowledge about Star Wars. Come look at my room. No, what we're saying is in that episode, we, yeah, we I, acted I, like I, we didn't know. Yeah, that's why I didn't. I literally was not even thinking about it. That's a good pickup, though.
1: Yeah, that's why I was saying it was so funny when they told me. I was thinking, I'm shocked. Tori didn't
0: know <laughs> that. Know.
1: And then I remembered you were tired because you were working. And I was like, you know what? She probably was just like, phoning it in. Yeah. <laughs> So thanks for that. That was really great. You know, sometimes when Tori and I are watching it, I think it's even just like watching season three, or I'm sorry, season one right now with Kilby, I'm catching things that like, I've seen the show so many times, but I haven't watched season one in like maybe two months. And I'm catching things that I just didn't realize were there before.
0: And it was like, how did I miss that? You're also watching it from a different perspective because you're trying to like explain things to Kilby because she's like, why is Hopper doing that? And so oh, you have to explain to her why things are happening. She did not like when Eleven
1: threw Lucas into that car. She, she was upset. Subsa- she turned her eyes away. She did not like it. Aww. Uh, And she thought it was funny when Nancy was like, Jonathan, can you get just get into the bed with me? And I was like, it's not like that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But anyway, the reason that you're here. Chapter two, The Mall Rats. A lot of you thought that The Mall Rats was a nod to Kevin Smith's movie, The Mall Rats. But I don't think that it is because that movie didn't come out. That was 1995.
0: And there was a lack of rats in the mall.
1: Um, I think that that was probably just a term used in the 80s Because kids were always just hanging out in the mall So the episode starts on the steelworks It's a really intense opening It's Billy and he's being tossed around Because as you guys will remember in the last episode He was sucked down into the Whatever, into the darkness by a monster So they're picking up there And he runs out into his car and he drives off And he runs to a telephone booth and calls 911 And right as the lady picks up and she's like What's your emergency? He starts to flash back And before he even is able to answer He hangs up the phone because he realizes that he's in the upside down like it's blue he sees the like little snow falling or whatever and he's screaming he knows something is after him he knows something is there but like he doesn't know what it is so he's screaming what do you want what do you want guys do I sound like Billy what do you want oh no 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 the fans love my voiceover work So he turns and he sees another Billy and that's when it rolls to the credits. And I think it was an army of Billys, right? Yeah. There was definitely somebody in the shadows and I think it was an army of Billys, but there's definitely another Billy that's there waiting for him. So we see the credits and then it opens up on 11 and she's pacing back and forth on Hopper's cabin, which side note, when I went to visit the cabin last week it's a completely different door. So in Hopper's cabin it's like a reddish brown door with kind of like a window in it and the door that's currently on the property is a green door, but it's still the cabin. So don't go there and be like oh no it's the wrong place I think they just probably switched out the doors for a door where someone could look out the window but Eleven is pacing the porch and she's obviously looking for Mike and it's so funny she calls him and um, Mrs. Wheeler answers and Eleven says it's 9.32 where are you I don't know that we can do this clip justice it's so funny the way that Mike is yelling at Mrs. Wheeler I think that's probably my favorite part of the clip what do you think?
0: Yeah Hello this is the Wheeler's yeah, just a sec. Mike! Mom! Okay. Hello? It's 9.32. Where are you? Sorry, I, I was just about to call. I, um... Can't see you today. What? Why not? It's my Nana. She's very sick. But Hop said... That your Nana was okay, that it was a false alarm. Yeah, that's what we thought it was at first, but then she took a real turn for the worse. Oh. Yeah, we think she might die. What? Mom, get off the phone! How many times? Did Nana call? No, Mom, just get off the phone! <sighs> Sorry about that. Is that your mom? Yeah. She's so upset she's making no sense. Because we have to go to the nursing home to see Nana. You can come over after? No. I mean, I I just think I need to be alone today with my feelings. Do you lie? What? No. Friends don't lie. What, mom? My mom's calling me. Better go. Talk to you tomorrow. Miss you already. Bye. It's like a running theme for Mike to yell at Mrs. Wheeler. I I know. I just saw like a long thing on YouTube. I think it was like a two-minute. Well, Stranger Things just
1: put something else out where they showed like all the different
0: seasons, how he's always like, Mom! Yeah, Yeah, it was like Mike yelling at his mom for three minutes straight.
1: It's so good. But I think what I love the most about this moment is that when Mike hangs up the phone and Eleven is really distressed and Hopper goes, is everything okay? And she's like, no. Or she says something. I don't remember, guys. And she goes into her room and she uses her little power to slam the door shut. And he's like eating some cereal and he's just smiling to himself. And then it shows him in his car and he's uh, like,
0: well, my, "My favorite scene of this season." <laughs> and and I he's don't like, know why.
1: And You don't mess around with Jim. That made me laugh so hard. I also really love it when he, the transition that they make when he goes into Melvold's and he's like, "This is the first day in six excruciating months that they will not be seeing." each other and Joyce (laughs) claps for him and he's like oh no no. David Harbour plays that scene so good it's so so funny and that's why I think it's funny when people are like anti-jopper it's like their dynamic with each other is so good I mean I know that that could just be a good dynamic as friends I think what put a wrench in it was Bob like bringing Bob in like showing that she had kind of like a soulmate kind of put a wrench in that but I still thought that that moment was hilarious it really it cracked me up and of course he asks Joyce to dinner at Enzo's at 7.30 and they have the funny banter about about it being a date, and then they, you know, work with each other and they eventually decide that they're gonna meet at 7 p.m. Hopper is asking Joyce out to the date and they're kind of confirming that they're gonna go out. He gets a call from City Hall that he needs to get down there right away. And you know, he's walking out and he bumps into the magnets. One of the things I think is weird is that he bumps into the magnets and they're all on the floor, and he's just like clean up at aisle five, and she's like, All right, but it's like he wouldn't turn around and help Joyce. He
0: would just right. I guess he's in such a high that he's he's so excited to put on the Magnum PI outfit that he can't really like think about the magnets. Right now, I think he's just so excited He's like Mike's out of
1: my house Joyce and I are going to a dinner Life is looking good guys So you know he heads on down to the city hall And Joyce is noticing all of the Variety of fruit magnets that are all over the floor And she starts to do the thing where she's like They're not sticking they're all falling down And I guess because you live in Hawkins that's weird But I would just be like I
0: would just be like oh these magnets suck These are some old
1: ass ass magnets They don't work anymore (laughs) That's what I would think too And of course we move over to Nan She's pouring coffee and she's looking at, you know, about the rats. So she's in the office and the guys are like, oh, Nancy Drew. And she, of course, is like, got this call about these diseased rats and I've got to go check it out. And so she tells the editor that she's having, I'm having some girl problems. And the guy spits up his coffee like, no, girl problems. Oh, no. I always think it's funny when the 80s men in these episodes are like, oh, women are stupid and gross. But like you mentioned, girl problems. And it's like, no, no, we can't, we can't be bothered with this. And of course, she busts in on John. Jonathan again in the dark room. Yeah. She hates photographs.
0: Consider (laughs) it.
1: She hates photographs. She Nancy hates photos. There's a part later in this episode. They hate these cans. (laughs) They hate these cans. There's a part, guys. That's the jerk. For those of you who don't know.
0: (laughs) Please don't watch that movie. It does not hold up. Please don't watch it. What are you talking about? (laughs) Ashley, I will speak about this. I will speak about this with you later.
1: (laughs) That movie still works. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, there's a part later in the episode where they're at Mrs. Driscoll's house and Jonathan trying to take pictures of Nancy holding the fertilizer and she gives him this snoosh look like snoosh we're bringing it back where she's like why are you taking a photo of me and it's like why did you interrupt him to come with you from right. the dark room if you didn't want photos Nancy hates photos hashtag it she hates dark rooms so she tells the editor she's having girl problems and she busts in on Jonathan and they get into the car and he's basically like there's like a little bit of inconsistency in how they talk about their work like Jonathan is like they're gonna hate this idea what if it doesn't work out and we get fired and Nancy's like well then we'll never have to work at this stupid place again and it's like are you working there yet? And interning there I think we had this conversation right. last time but the way they talk what about it you can
0: fire an intern
1: right but it's a little bit of a different thing because if you're interning it means you're kind of being there by choice because you either want to learn or do you know what I mean but Nancy's saying we never have to be here again it's like it's confusing with the talking so they head out to Mrs. Driscoll's house and then we get the Star Court Mall montage and guys look for my brown haired dude with the beard no. because he is in this episode <laughs> twice he's in it once walking behind 11 and Max and he's holding like a Sam Goody Bag. He's just kind of like strolling in front of the camera, and then I believe, but I can't tell, later in the episode when Eleven gets on the bus with Max and Elle, which we'll talk about in a second, and Mike is like staring at them in the background at the bus stop. There is the same dude holding a bag. It's kind of like that must be his prop of choice. He must show up in the morning and be like, if you remember my interview with Carol, and she said they provide you a variety of props, and you just kind of pick which one you feel like is your character. And I bet he was like bag. So this is a part that Tori and I have actually talked about multiple times. So we're gonna give it an overview because we didn't talk about the. Pool scene last time because we already talked about It in the trailer and there was something else We didn't talk about because we had already talked about it in the trailer We're trying to keep it fresh guys we're trying to give you new Content so we'll just review It but Dustin goes into the scoops ahoy and He's you know like hey Robin this is Dustin Like she just assumes that Steve's been talking About Dustin all summer and she's like hey Is uh, he here? Yeah this is Robin I'm Robin And I love it as you guys know From our other episode when they showed it in the trailer Steve comes out it's a magical Experience with them he does the
0: Do Do your puke noise I'm not doing that um, blah, this, blah. This, I sound like a vampire blah. this actual react <laughs> like um, little conversation thing is like blown up on the app, TikTok. Like a lot of people will do like, um like different versions of it. So it's just the same audio. It's like, hi, I'm Dustin. She's like, I'm Robin. And he's like, is he here? And he's like, Henderson. And it's like, people will do it. It's like me when I show up at my girlfriend's house looking for her little brother and like things like that. And I just see it all the time. So I have this like scene memorized in my brain. It's a great clip. It I is. mean,
1: it's excellent. I don't know, I'd be curious to know if we ever got a chance to talk to the writers, like if they wrote that in or if they were just kind of like, you know, Dustin's gonna come back. You guys are gonna do a fake kind of like sword fight or like something. Like I would, I'm curious how much of that is improvisation. Improvisation. I'm, am improvisation. I saying that? Am
0: I saying that right? No. I'm mm. certain it was improvised. It's I'm really like good. Almost certain. Because
1: you know that that Joe Keery and Gaten have a really great relationship on and off camera and you know Joe has been quoted as saying Gaten's one of the smartest people and most interesting people that he knows especially for someone so young not that he's super young anymore guys he's got a girlfriend and they're always smooching it up (laughs) on Instagram sorry
0: I got a reaction I couldn't help it
1: (sighs) anyway that scene is great and then we switch to them and they're talking in the booth and Dustin is basically catching Steve up on what he's done over the summer he's like you know I met Susie and this he doesn't call her Susie but he's like I met this girl that's harder Phoebe Cates And he says you know Does he know What Phoebe
0: Cates looks like Because that girl Looks nothing like Phoebe Cates
1: Well I think it's kind of like I mean she kind of does it You could She could play a young Phoebe Cates in a movie But my favorite part Is when he says Kissing is better with no teeth And Joe Carey's reaction Is so funny He just does this kind of like yeah. okay but like he's still trying to encourage Dustin, and he's like yeah that's that's cool man <laughs> <laughs> dustin is telling steve about how he was abandoned on his first day back from his friends which in one way is true but also like they were with him from dawn till dusk yeah. they didn't just dip out immediately although it was kind of sad how they left him there and he's saying they're gonna miss out on my great discovery of this russian code and he says you know i intercepted our secret russian communication and steve's like yeah. And Dustin's like, we could be American heroes. Get all the ladies you want. Steve's like, yeah, I'm into all the ladies. And it's just like, what? What? Like war vets? Like who's gonna, who's gonna be into that? I just think it's funny. Well, I guess if it's the eighties, you're really into like pro America, America. But I think what's interesting about it is that Dustin is like, you know, these Russian communications, we can be American heroes. And Steve's not even like, what? what are you talking about? He's just like, yeah checks out makes sense let's let's get on this so they're like bonded and they're gonna go on this adventure together and next we go to max she's outside guys trying to do some sweet ollies she's trying to do some
0: she has inspired me to become a skateboarder actually i watched three tony hawk videos and now i know how to skate have have you seen your balance hey (laughs) no i have amazing balance i could be a tightrope walker and that is a fact But do I have you, a awesome tight balance. No. Yes, I do. Let's- I have <laughs> videos. I'm going to be a skateboarder. She learned how to skateboard and she could never have you seen her calves? Those are
1: Max's like muscle city. We're going to do an Instagram video and we're going to track Tori's.
2: Because the close up is her calves.
1: Like the shot is like I don't think that's her. Oh well it zoomed out. I was looking because I was like is Sadie Sink really like bust like doing those moves? And so I watched it like they the the scene starts off with like like from her calf down to her vans or whatever and she's trying to do some tricks then it zooms out and I was like I think that's really her doing that which is like pretty cool that she trained to do that i think it makes a lot more sense because she's got shorts on so it'd be really noticeable maybe not i guess it depends on how good her body double is right. um, but she's skateboarding and she flips her board and it goes rolling down the street and 11 just walks up to her i'm curious how 11 just knows where she lives yeah i guess maybe she Cause she, because Lucas seems to have no knowledge of, like, Eleven and Mike's fight. So it's not like she called Lucas and reached out and was like, hey, how do I get to Max's house? I guess maybe in some point they all just went to Max's house and hung out. Yeah. I bet that's what happened. But she shows up and she's like, we need to talk or let's talk. And we see them in Max's bedroom. And it's so funny because... I like the juxtaposition of Eleven how she doesn't really know anything she's very naive and she's like friends don't lie and Max is just very aggressive with her in an honest way and she's like yeah well boyfriends lie so Max is kind of schooling Eleven on like what boys are like and she's just kind of telling her what it is so Mike is making up all these lies that as an outsider you can just see that they're so fake especially when the mom gets on the phone and she's like is something wrong with Nana you know Eleven doesn't see it but totally Max sees it and she's like no this is bullshit I think she actually says something to that effect. And she's like, we're going to the mall. And, you know, I think she says, like, there's more to life than boys. Right. And they head to the mall. And at the same time... I like this too. They're connecting Max talking to Eleven and Mike talking to Lucas with yeah. poor Will in the background, just trying to get that D and D game set up. And he's like, "She, I'm lying." I will start a campaign
0: with you, Will. I'm right here. <laughs>
1: he's like, she knows I'm lying, and Lucas is really funny. It's an interesting thing where he's like, Max has dumped me five times, and I've won her back every single <laughs> one. I think that's really funny. It tells a lot about their relationship, but it's also that's
0: a lot. Of they're teenagers, girls. yeah. they're. they're <laughs>
1: kids but i really i like that and i like how lucas is just kind of like noob to mike like well i wish you would have come to me with this i could have helped you and so they all head out to the Starcourt mall essentially and they're gonna fix this lucas is like i can tell you how to fix this then we're at the Hawkins community pool with the pool ladies this is pretty cool because my friend Kara you guys know is in that scene and I didn't realize she had a name I just considered I thought she was like pool mom number two and uh, Carolyn's character Winnie says Liz and so I was like oh cool she's got a name and they're of course waiting for Billy and she's like so the pool moms are chilling and they're getting aggravated by Heather because she's bossing everybody around at the pool and they're like don't worry guys it's almost showtime. and Billy comes stumbling in obviously something wrong with him he doesn't look at the people he goes straight into the pool house and Mrs. Wheeler kind of looks at him and thinks maybe he's upset that she stood him up the night before. She's not really sure what happens. So she follows Billy back. And FYI, Kara, she looks fantastic. Like, she looks great. I mean, she's almost 50 years old and she looks amazing. So I want to work out with her <laughs> i want to I wanna learn i want to teach i want to learn her ways uh she does that really funny jazzercise video that they put mm-hmm. out and it's so funny but um so she follows him in and she's basically telling him like i'm really sorry that i stood you up i hope that you understand and the whole time billy is just having a freak you out he's know, like i am
0: demogorgon yeah you know, he's like he sweating
1: and then they do the scene where like he bashes Kara's head that's a great scene it was
0: horrifying
1: yeah but it's a great scene because it looks so real I don't know I I wanted to slow it down And kind of watch To see how they did that If it was like a stunt person Or maybe it was There was some soft padding On the shelf And so maybe she actually Did slam her head into But it was like soft padding Because you remember In season one We were talking to the guy That owned the store Outside of where Jonathan And C fought And he was like That was just rubber asphalt They put rubber down everywhere So it looked really real I bet that was the the case there Or maybe it was a stunt lady But that freaked me out When I watched it initially Because I was like Oh no And then a second later It's obvious that That's just the feeling that whatever's in him is giving him that he needs to smash her head but he doesn't want to and so you know he looks at her and he's like stay away from me Karen and he walks out and she looks really sad it's an interesting dynamic that Karen would feel the need to explain herself as a woman in her 40s To a yeah eighteen year old maybe like he's still in high school right? It's just an interesting dynamic. But I guess if she was gonna have sex with him the night before, maybe she maybe
0: she's like let me just maybe they were just gonna do some exercising, just like
1: he said, the workout of her life. And then Erica, we go back to the Starcourt Mall, a lot of like interweaving between the scenes as usual, and it's Erica, and she's asking for yet another scoop, and Robin is getting frustrated. Where so is she
0: getting the money for this ice cream? They're
1: free. She's getting the samples. Oh, yeah, yeah, Remember, yeah, Robin's yeah, like, yeah. didn't okay. you already eat the sample? And she's like, yes, and I would like another one. And then Robin's like, Steve, and so she decides that she wants to like, you know, switch with Steve, and that's a quick... That's really quick because then we go back with Jonathan and Nancy and they're entering the Driscoll house. This is a really interesting shot because they're walking in and Mrs. Driscoll answers the door. I think we told you guys before that that actress is phenomenal. Love her. And they do one long camera shot through her house until she takes them down to the basement where the fertilizer is. And she's like talking to them about the fertilizer and Nancy's looking at it. And then Jonathan tries to take that picture where Nancy is like giving him the snoosh look and all of a sudden they hear this thing. This is an interesting way that they directed it because you hear the noise right you hear some kind of horrific noise a cage rattling yeah. and Jonathan and Nancy look spooked like they're scared and Mrs. Driscoll just kind of like laughs and she's like oh yeah I caught one of the little bastards yeah. she says it just like it's oh yeah I murdered someone like she just says it so casually like it's not a big deal you know then we gotta wait to see what happens we go to Hopper. He's in City Hall. Like, I guess he's made his way over, and he's waiting for Mayor Klein. And he sees the Russian walk by him. You can see the back of him. And Hopper kind of takes note that he's there and right. is like, that's kind of interesting. So he goes in with Larry Klein, and he says, you know, the small business owners are mad. And Larry Klein is basically like, they're just mad because I opened the Starcourt Mall, and there's all these great jobs, and now their businesses are being closed. And Hopper's like, yeah, like, exactly. of course. That's yeah. that's the reason. And he does this thing that's like, I'm going to give Have a huge Fourth of July! Party, or I think he says Independence Day is in four days, and I'm gonna throw the biggest party that this city has ever seen, and I'm gonna throw out all the stops. So basically, like that's what they're gonna remember. They're gonna remember this mall, they're gonna remember the huge events that I throw and how fun it was. They're not gonna worry about this small group of people that lose their jobs and their businesses and their homes. So he's just kind of snotty, and then he gives Hopper this little like um smile, basically telling Hopper, like, you've gotta remove them because they can't protest because they don't have any permits. And Hopper's like, All right. And then Hopper like shoves some dude into a car and he's pretty mad. And then we see Max and Eleven getting off a bus and they're at the mall and it's got a beautiful pan of the interior of the Starcourt mall and we see the boys passing them there too the girls go to the gap I don't know how much this we should talk about because I feel like we've talked about that scene this whole montage scene with them before it was yeah. in the trailer like you know the girls go to the gap and they try on the different clothes and I heard from someone that the outfit that she wears at the end where she's in the yellow Aztec shirt that you're all buying on Levi's for $75. Oh, so expensive. It sold out, but it was like $75 for a cotton shirt. Come on. But um I'll probably go on. when they're back in stock. But I heard that that was one of the outfits she tried on in The Gap originally, but I guess maybe it got cut out. But you know, they're in there and she picks her outfit, which is funny because she picks that black romper with like the hot pink and the white swirls that everyone likes. That definitely has to be something that Amy Paris, the costume designer, like custom made because it's really interesting and it's so unique. But I also was, I kind of had a problem with the fact that that romper was being sold at The Gap because it was so... Fancy and like different than things that are usually at the Gap like Gap is usually just like plain pants yeah. plain shirt white pull, shirt yeah blue or pants. not that extravagant not like a black romper with hot pink and blue swirls yeah. I mean granted I don't know what the Gap was like in the 80s but it just looked even different from a lot of the costumes that were on the racks yeah. there that she was trying on but maybe that's the whole thing is Eleven picked something that was like really outrageous because that's kind of like her new style truly outrageous and there's the whole thing where it's Eleven is at the Gap trying on the things with Max and then they're in the shoes Store and they're trying on the heels, and then they're making the orange Julius explode over that girl that wouldn't dance with Dustin. There was an article that came out or a video or something that was like things that you didn't catch in Stranger Things, and one of them was that the girl that the orange Julius exploded on her face was actually in season two, was the girl that denied dancing with Dustin, and they're like, and you didn't know that. And it was like every fan knew that. Like we knew it immediately. Yeah. I knew. That. Okay. <laughs> 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 but um, and then you know, we've got the boys at the same time. They're why would they go? into a jewelry store with $3.50 and think they could buy something from jewelry. I know, like, you won't understand money, but you gotta you understand can buy the
0: it. bag that the jewelry comes in, possibly.
1: Yeah. I mean, and it was the 80s. $3 was probably worth, like, $6. But I wouldn't think... I've got... Three dollars in my pocket. Let's go get some jewelry. Got like a cookie. And then know. they and then they go to the Lovelace where it's like all the lingerie. Yes. Which is funny because they're all shocked, but they're still like, "Let me keep looking at yeah. it for five seconds before I run away." I think that Noah as Will does the funniest take. He just yeah. kind of does this like, "No, thank you." <laughs> There's a big thing going on right now where people are really curious about Will's sexuality, and we're not going to talk about it until we reach that one episode where Mike says it's not my fault that you don't like girls but yeah we're going to talk about that in a future episode but he makes a really interesting choice with his face with that with that lingerie and so that's basically it their their girls are out and they're having fun they're having the best time like we don't need boys and the boys are like this sucks we do need girls and will's like I do need D&D and then they meet up you know on the outside and max is like You've got to be shitting me. And she sees them pulling out their bikes and they go up and they confront them. And of course, we get the fabulous line.
0: Fabulous line.
1: I, I dump your ass. I dump your ass. I dump your ass. I can't sound like 11. What, what did you think about that? I laughed when I saw it because I was like, I bet Tori hates this. So oh my much. God.
0: I can't remember. <laughs> okay. This is episode two. So it yeah. was four o'clock in the morning. I think my reaction was. I think I had no reaction whatsoever. I think I was just feeling, like, eh, uh, uh-huh. great. <laughs> like, I... And then re-watching it, I was so aggravated with it I just it's it's too much
1: see I knew it was coming because Finn posted this long thing about how he can't stand how fans post spoilers which is funny because the picture that he posted in itself was a spoiler because it was the candy bar that I think maybe was made by it sugar since they make most of the stranger things candies but it was like the candy bar that was called I dump your ass Um. and I was like is that I thought that must not be a spoiler because why Eleven's not gonna say I dump your ass to Mike? I was like that makes no sense, and then it happened, and I was like, all right, well it's happening. Some people love it, some people hate it. This season, let us know, guys. I
0: love this season so much, but one of my friends brought to my attention that it's very hokey. It's very, I don't know, it's very like. No, I love Stranger Things and I love this season, (laughs) but just going back and rewatching it, it's very like. Over the top like everything's way Too like I don't know season one was very Like mystery and subdued And he likes this girl on it's cute and then Now she's like I dump your ass so like I don't know
1: I thought it was perfection I felt like the writers and really I'm
0: captured you.
1: <laughs> Yeah I don't know I like in hindsight I kind of think it's funny but initially when I First saw it it felt so Like not something 11 Would say yeah. and again I guess maybe that's the Point she's she's channeling her inner Max I can see Max saying that to Lucas like I guess five times (laughs) according to uh, Lucas. So that whole scene happens at the mall and then you know we're switched back and we're with Joyce and she's got a stack of like electromagnetic books and she's trying to figure out like magnets fell at my house and they fell at my store. There must be a huge thing happening which in real life I don't think you would do but I guess in Stranger Things and Hawkins you're like yeah checks out makes sense. So she's you know trying to figure everything out and she is like I can't do this and you can see like a light bulb flashing her eyes and she jumps into her green car and she races over to Scott Clark's house where he is listening to Weird Al.
0: And he gets a first name.
1: No, I was going to have you say Bologna because um,
0: I can't say it. Oh, I it. forgot it was. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot. <laughs> you uh, guys know I'm I'm Bologna, I. My Bologna. <laughs> it's Bologna. So I don't know. Okay. So I, just say actually, either. I actually never heard that Weird Al song so I was you very, heard it on the show yeah, i heard it on the show so i was very confused as to why it was not my sharona and then i looked it up and i was like oh okay i wish weird al
1: would make a cameo i think he would be really funny maybe he will be in there kind of like michael stein and kyle dixon how they're in the last episode in the background just randomly reading stuff we'll uh. talk about that later so you know they're gonna work something out he's basically i'm not gonna go in order anymore because i hate switching back and forth so basically uh, joyce goes to mr clark's house and he's like this could actually happen if there was a magnetic force that was big enough it would definitely cause things like this to happen. So she's really stoked about it. They figure it all out. And at the same time, we go back to the Driscoll house and Jonathan's trying to tell Nancy, like, Nancy, there's something really wrong with these rats. And again, Nancy has no interest in Jonathan. She's just like, yeah, okay, great. We gotta go. We gotta go on to the next thing because I've got a new clue. And he's, you know, okay. Like, let's go. And they leave and of course the rat explodes. No thank you. I don't like it. It makes me sad. I don't want to see that little fake rat squeal and turn into a ball of jam jelly and crawl across the floor. (laughs) I just want to see him take a little nap and fall asleep, and then the ooze slowly comes out. That's what I want to Ew. see, guys. That's worse. A... No, it's not. I don't want to see it squeal around and cry, and cry, like I'm in so much pain. I not even
0: look like a real rat.
1: Rest in peace, little buddy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we're going back to the pool, and Billy is like at the lifeguard thing, and nobody notices that he has a giant burn on his elbow, and it's so bad. Flakes of his skin are peeling mm-hmm. off. It's not just like Ooh. a... It's not just, like, a little bird either. It looks like someone, like, it looks bad and no one notices. And, like, with all the women that are staring at Billy at the pool, no one was like, ooh, They're there's, there's that his, hottie with that at his blood tiny baby pouring nipples. from his. <laughs> oh, no. Looking at
0: his tiny baby nipples, they can't. See, be Tori bothered. always
1: says that she's not looking at people. When I was like, oh, I you don't feel- look up Steve online to see his smooth chest? That's no, why, she likes, sm- no, That's why she, likes to- she likes Daker. That's why she likes Billy. She likes him smooth.
2: <laughs> Does
1: <laughs> Billy have a hairy chest? I don't know. I wasn't no, looking.
0: he has no hair on
1: his chest. <laughs> Checks out. So, get- Billy
0: goes into the bathroom. Daker, come on our show. Tori will ask you about small nipples? What are we talking about? I would say that everyone was so interested in his small nipples that they couldn't be bothered by his burn. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is our last episode today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Billy gets up and he is sick, And he knows that something's wrong with him And he's obviously burning up He's super hot So he goes into the shower To take a shower And this is where we see Like the veins Or whatever's happening Within his skin You can just see some kind of Metamorphosis Something's happening within his skin And he's trying to like Calm himself And Heather comes in And she's being very sweet And she's like Billy are you okay? Are you okay? And then you know The actress does a really great job of You can kind of see the fear In her eyes It's just so realistic It reminds me of And I keep going back To Stranger Things season 1 Because I am watching it right now With Kilby But When Mike is telling Nancy at the end of episode eight, you know, she's like, do you like Elle? And he's like, what? No. Natalia just does this look on her face that's so organic. Like, it it just felt like really real. Like, I don't know. It was great. And so Billy does the look at Heather and she realizes, like, something is wrong. She's
0: finna die. She
1: finna be dead. (laughs) Fic'na? Oh no. know she's about to be dead she's
0: gonna die
1: and he grabs her and the curtain closes and we just think to ourselves oh no billy oh no oh
2: you know what i forgot
1: me. to mention hopper. yeah i
2: forgot I to mention
1: i forgot to mention hopper at the city hall rally oh. he's standing outside and he's waiting and uh he gets his sweet hopper shirt oh. and and his deputy is like that's a lot of color for you chief and he's like it's cutting edge it's cutting edge it's so funny and he's like How getting ready.
0: This Chianti?
1: Well, he's getting ready to get to go on the date and he walks in and he's got on some sweet blue washed Denim. Yeah. He's got on his new shirt. He's got on a cotton kind of tan coat. My favorite thing that I didn't pick up on the first few times that I watched this is that when Hopper walks into the door, he's kind of like patting himself down, like you would, like if you're fixing your skirt or something. And he unbuttons his top button of his shirt, and I
2: was like, "Oh,
1: Joyce is gonna get a little chesty." Joyce doesn't like him smooth. <laughs> I thought that was such a, I wonder again, is that direction or was that just a funny choice of David Harbour? That seems like something David would do, like, he just unbuttons it and he does a little, a little fluff. Go back and watch it. It's really good. I'm
0: not going to back and watching that ever. <laughs> (laughs) Only if it's smooth. So he goes
1: in there. He's super excited. He's feeling confident. He's in the restaurant and he's talking to the waiter and he's ordering all the red wines and the The Chianti. And the guy calls him out and he's so happy that he's just kind of like, yeah, whatever. And we know that during this time you know, Joyce is at Mr. Clark's house. She's standing him up and it comes back to him and he just looks disheveled and he's just stuffing his face with breadsticks and he's just like, I want to get out of here. And the guy's like, you can't leave with liquor and he's like "Ah, I'm the chief of police I can do anything I want. are you
0: going to call him?
1: And as he's stumbling out we see Grigori he's sitting at the counter and he's been following him. So we know that his meeting earlier with Mayor Klein they were up to no good trying to hurt Hopper and we don't like that
0: We do love Carrie Ells. I love you
1: Yeah he's magnificent. He's going to be a dragon con Should we go see him?
0: Yes I miss him (laughs) Stop (laughs) Uh,
1: Ah Lovelies I love your shirt what did he say to us
0: he told my friend that she was cute and I was so mad he didn't
1: say that I'm thinking we, he did. we talked about this the last time we talked about him she was wearing one of our sweet Demogorgon shirts designed by our bro Kevin Klein. what up Kevin I'm saying your name wrong aren't I Kevco, I don't know. It's a beautiful shirt, and Calvin, he said, <laughs> "Our
0: friend Calvin
1: Klein." <laughs> <laughs> friend Calvin Klein, and he said that he liked the shirt. He said the shirt was really cute. He said, "Ah, oh, hello, ladies. I love your shirts. They're so cute." But Tori was like narrow vision. Like I think I like old dudes.
0: <laughs> not <laughs> he that he's looks old. Good. Not,
1: he looks great. He's a great person too. And so you know, Hopper leaves, and he's just frustrated, and he's so upset, and he and then we go back to Billy and it's Billy and he's driving and he's back at the steelworks and we had the horrific moment where he opens the trunk of the car in her bathing suit she's tied up in the car that's such a horrific moment it's so scary
0: and you're like I don't know it's so scary me and my best friend were literally like what the hell is happening like he's just kidnapped her yeah I mean he's not like supernatural anymore He is kidnapped why, this
1: girl And we'll go into it later When we finish the show But that's why it's hard to Billy is such an interesting Complex character now Because in one end You're like He's a monster Like literally And figuratively Like he's a monster in him And he's doing horrific things And then he also is like He doesn't want to do Some of those things But Billy is kind of like a mean person. Yeah. So it's an interesting dynamic. But that this right now, at this moment in time, Billy is a monster and it's so scary. And he goes in and he takes her on the floor and he's like you know, I can't remember exactly what he says, but it's something something to the fact it'll only hurt a minute or it'll be, don't be scared. Or he's like, don't be scared. And then the monster comes up on her face and she screams because that'll be scary as fuck. Be like, oh yeah, I'm not going to be scared, dude who just grabbed me in the locker room, tied me, put me in the trunk of his car and now has me laying in a dark warehouse on a wet floor. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm going to be chill. So that episode was great. It was a good episode. I felt like there wasn't a lot of I mean, there was and there wasn't. It didn't feel like they they did a lot of pop culture. There was a lot of montage. Met, yes, a lot of montages.
0: There was like a whole fifteen minutes of montage, like a just, lot of a lot of, of humor.
1: I think it was a good Hopper episode. He was really funny. Yeah. Other than him getting drunk, I didn't like that because it made me kind of sad, and also why weren't cell phones available then? So you could have just called Joyce and she could have been right. like, I'm over at Scott's house. But yeah, so let's get excited for episode three and we'll see what's coming and we'll talk about that. But before I close this episode, I want to read you two fan letters. We've been getting a lot of light, nice, and I'm calling them letters and Tori's rolling her eyeballs at me, but I actually mean emails or DMs. And we got one from Lisa Davis. She says, I love the pod. As someone who lives halfway across the world in Australia, it's great to be able to hear and see your adventures in the sets and cons. She says, I found the pod about a month ago and I just got up to date. Also, I loved seeing Ash and Kilby in the new season. And she ends it, hashtag Tori for season four.
0: Hell yeah! Drum
1: roll. We don't really need I a can't drum do roll. I because
0: I got nails. Do you guys want to hear me do that whole letter in an English or in an Australian accent? No, but I we got do. It.
1: No, but we do. <laughs> but we do want. You can say this Tory for season four in an Australian accent. I can't.
0: I can't. It's too much pressure. It's too much. Pressure. I'm the one who
1: does the voice work here. No does I'll do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: sound like the guy. you Dear Andrew Australians.
1: I'm not making fun of you. I love your accent. It's Sweet. beautiful, and I would love to come to. Australia, if I ever have the money, it would be Magical. And if you see Dacre, ask him if he has a smooth
0: chest. Stop. He doesn't. He has a lot of hair. I just watched an interview with him and I noticed.
1: <laughs> it's really nice that you wrote us a letter and you took the time to reach out to us. So thank you. We okay. also got a nice letter from Cindy Griffiths. She says, hey, Ash and Tori, I'm a newbie Stranger Things and just started watching when season three came out. I had watched a bit of season one and two and got scared and quit watching. But when season three came out, my husband and I decided to give it another try. And now, Now I'm hooked. We get it, Cindy. We are in our 50s, so the 80s were our era. This is what I love about this podcast, that we get messages from people that are like 9, 15, 25, and now people in their 50s. It's magical. But she says, that's why I love y'all's pod so much and, of course, Stranger Things. I have to tell you that I am super picky about podcasts because I'm a voice artist in Houston and have worked in radio and TV for over 30 years. And if I hear a voice that I don't like on a podcast, it kills it for me. Me too, sadly.
0: Yeah, I agree. I can, like, I've only listened to, like, to be quite honest I've only listened to like three podcasts because I one of them love them is ours no one of them is ours and then what's the lady's name that does cereal oh uh oh lord I can't remember the lady who does cereal I love her voice like I could listen to her voice for hours and so it's like I'll listen to a new podcast where somebody has like a weird voice and I'm like I can't I can't do it
1: yeah it's rough I think it's just kind of like whatever your preferences are she continues to say I was into the theater in high school and broadcast journalist film major in college some of my friends that I went to college with are quite famous now in LA are huge fans of stranger things but that's another email We are looking forward to that, so please send it. (laughs) You all rock. I enjoy listening to your banter so much and especially like that you are sisters and take turns talking about each episode and interviewing folks. You both have a nice, easy delivery.
0: Ooh. 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 We're easy. We're smooth. We're what? We're smooth. We're not easy. Yeah,
1: you're right. I've I've been been with my husband since high school. (laughs) So, and Tori. Nah, I'm not going to say it. Okay. Excuse me. (laughs) Likes them smooth. So, Ash, you tend to talk super fast. Yeah But I love that Oh thank you I hate it when podcast hosts Talk too slow You know my husband Like speeds them up So he'll like He'll like crank it So I'll listen to a podcast And then he'll be listening To the same one And I'll be like What is wrong with your player And Tori sounds like A true teenager And I love that about her She loves that about you Thank you Anyway Guys Tori's only gonna be A teenager for another month And then she's 20 Anyway I started listening To your current podcast And immediately stopped And went back to 2016 with (laughs) With your first few interviews No Mistake You
0: made a
1: huge mistake. (laughs) Please go back. I just finished your interview with the Hawkins Electric Repairman. LOL. Great interview. That's funny that you mentioned him because Robert, guys, the Hawkins Repairman from season one, our good pal, he is also on 13 Reasons Why season three. So if you're watching it, look out for him and tell him that you love him. Um, I'm sure that he would love that. And then she says, hey, since podcasts are old, I don't know if you still have any pins left, but I would love one. We will send you some. I was grocery shopping today and saw a guy with a Stranger Things Houston shirt on. That's how some Texans pronounce Stranger Things. And I was laughing so hard. If I can get my hands on one, I'll send it to you. Great. We love stuff. We
0: love things. Guys,
1: we, we couldn't love mail more. <laughs> and also, if you make stickers and stuff and you send it to us, we give those to fans. We keep one for ourselves and then we give it to guests. Like, we'll give some pins somebody made us we to Mr. Clark. We possession prized
0: possessions, so send them to us. But we give
1: them to the people that you <laughs> want to have them. And then she says, anyway, keep up the great work. You guys are so talented, fun, and enthusiastic. Best, Cindy... Casparian Griffiths. Cindy, you're a delight. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening through those first few episodes. Thank you for taking the time to write us this really lovely email. Yeah, we love doing the podcast. It's hard sometimes. I think we say that a lot, but it's overall fun, and we have met the best people and had really some of the best experiences ever. So thank you for listening to this episode. Now I want to play you out with these sweet little nine year old girls that I met at Strange Saturday. They are hilarious. Enjoy.
2: Okay, so we're here at the Jimmy Carter Museum. It's Strange Saturday. What are your names? Ruby and Viva. Hey, guys. So, uh-huh. did, I, I assume you guys have watched Stranger Things Season 3, right? Yes. What was your favorite part? Was it Eleven? My favorite Yes. <laughs> My favorite part was... I like um, Max and Eleven together. Yeah? My favorite part was the whole thing with uh, the Washington Post thing where they think that the woman... <laughs> Like, oh, where Mrs. Driscoll was eating all the fertilizer, oh, cramming nice. it into her face? Yeah. That was really good. I like that, too. What did you guys think about there not being any Hawkins Middle School this season? We were all at the Starport Mall. Did you miss it, or did you like the mall? I liked like the too. mall. You liked the mall? Yes. Did you like when uh, Eleven and Max went on that shopping spree, and they got the makeovers? Oh, that yes. That was funny. That was really good. <laughs> but she never shopped before, so it was like a yeah. first experience. Did, were you sad? when Eleven broke up with Mike or did you think it was funny? I thought it was funny. You thought it was funny? It's true. Who was your favorite new character this season? Robin. Robin? What was your least favorite thing about season three? on the podcast and thanks for coming today. We say something to all of our fans. We always say, stay strange. So can you guys say that for me? Yes. Stay strange. Thanks for
1: listening to the Upside Down Podcast hosted by sisters Ash and Tori. For more information, visit our website at theupsidedownpod.com. You can also contact us at theupsidedownpod at gmail.com as well as follow us on our Facebook and Instagram under the Upside Down Podcast. Episodes are released every other Monday, so be sure to subscribe. If you love the podcast, be sure to review us on whatever you listen to us on. Thanks again. Stay strange.
2: hear my Demogorgon voice? Yeah, I want to hear your Demogorgon
0: voice. <laughs> 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 That's pretty awesome.